we are rolling. Hello, friends. Thanks very much for tuning in. My guest today is a very familiar name to countless people in the fitness training and physical therapy industries. He's regarded, regarded as one of the top experts in human movement science. He founded the National Academy of Sports Medicine and created the OPT or Optimum Performance Training Model. He's been the physical therapist for the Phoenix Suns for 18 years, served as sports medicine professional at two Olympic Games. In addition, he's the chair of Scientific Advisory Board for Hyperice. I love their products. Performance Advisory Board for Under Armour. Uh, Board of Athlete Care for UGA and UNC. He's the chairman, the founder, and the CEO of Fusionetics, and of course, a specialist and a consultant to numerous professional teams and athletes. It is an honor to introduce my very special guest, Dr. Michael Clark. Thank you for being with me. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor. Thank you very much, Dr. Clark. Um, we, when I put up a post, I'm starting to think of how to go about this the best way. You know, I have a lot of questions, but I also have an audience, and I wanted to get some questions from them. So, as you know, we had some some good questions coming in, and of course, right now, let's see, we are at Cinco de Mayo. It's May fifth, twenty twenty. We're still in the COVID crisis. Many gyms are closed. A lot of businesses are closed. And uh, the first question I'd like to ask you is. Um, comes from many uh, NASM professionals, uh, CPTs. How do you feel COVID-19 is going to affect the practice of personal training moving forward? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the, the COVID-19, I think it's going to open up a brand new industry for personal training. So I think it's gonna open up really three major buckets of focus where it's gonna come down to mindset, movement, and nutrition which are major, major categories for people that are stressed out coming through this, and they're going to look to fitness professionals to help them. But we're going to have to get personal trainers to go more virtual and be able to connect with people uh, using technology, using evidence-based solutions, and be able to train people at their own homes. Because a lot of people are still going to be afraid to go into gyms. And we don't even know when, you know, some states, you know, there's no timeline on when gyms are going to open back up. So, and I think you're just going to have the psychological fear factor with a lot of clients. So if personal training can start to use technology to connect with individuals, create streaming programs, and be able to be more of a coach and behavior modification and a teacher than just physically be with someone, I think there's going to be an evolution to that. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, uh, I agree 100%. In fact, uh, when this first started, I, I work at Syracuse University and uh, mostly with movement disorders and people with movement disorders. But uh, when they shut down, I needed an alternative. I had never done any online training, and now I do. And it's actually going very well, the live face-to-face -face coaching on the phone or iPad. And it's, it's caused, a, uh, um, caused me to shift how I do things somewhat. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. There is a fear factor as well to going back to the gyms. You know, one, one thing as well, Carl, in, in our primary business, the Fusionetics, we work with a lot of professional and elite athletes and because they're not able to be with their athletic trainers and their PTs and their strength coaches, we've had in the last 90 days, um, several hundred thousand movement assessments 
and several hundred thousand programs, digital programs created for these athletes, whether it's rehab, performance training, maintenance, recovery. And so using digital tools and being able to connect with somebody using, you know, existing technologies like you and I are right now, uh, that, that will be a trend, not, not just in fitness, but also in athlete care as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, before we, uh, we end today, I'd also like to, you to just tell us a little bit more about Fusionetics because I've, it's amazing. It's amazing what you've created there. So let's, let's, uh, do, do you have any idea on, uh, I know this is probably a question that would be hard to answer for anybody, but it, uh, you know, we had, we do have a question of how many gyms will survive, um, but also how long it might take for the industry to recover from the pandemic. And what you just said partially answers that, I think. We need to make some adjustments. But any any additional thoughts in that arena? Well, we have a couple of facilities here in the Atlanta market. And our state has just recently opened back up. But there's very, very strict guidelines from the Health Commission. Um, how many people can be in the gym, the spacing of it, the cleaning of it. Um, so there's just a lot of new logistics that have to be put in place and that's going to make it even more difficult for a lot of gyms that, you know, may have been break even or just a little bit of profitability. Yeah. And now with a significant reduction in volume, it's going to change a lot of things. So that's where I believe you're just going to have to do kind of an online offline approach where you bring people in. So you get the you know physical bricks and mortar piece, but then you have to digitally connect with them and you have to be able to you know, use new tools and technologies, for example, having an e-store where you can have commerce with your clients for equipment, supplements, et cetera, and be able to offer them a digital experience. But yeah, I think the gyms are going to suffer for a while. Uh, I talked to an industry pioneer who's on my board of directors who, you know, has owned thousands of gyms and employed, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of personal trainers. And he has millions of members. And I asked him that exact question yesterday. And he said in some states, they still have no clear answer of when it's going to open. And they've been closed for over 12 weeks already. And so they have the infrastructure of, you know, they're still paying rent. They're still paying for the fitness trainers. They're still paying for, you know, their sales and marketing staff, but there's no clients and they're losing membership left and right. And he just believes it's going to take a significant period of time. And he wasn't even, you know, able to say, is it, is it six months? Is it a year? Is it 18 months? Um, so, you know, they're, they're still just trying to figure out once they open up what the psychology of the human being is going to be and when will people feel comfortable to come back in a gym? Yeah, really, really things have changed so much recently in our mindset, our behaviors. Um, you know, there's a lot of fear out there. So it's going to be interesting moving forward. But I, um, you know, what you said earlier here about trainers adapting and uh, going online and having an e-commerce, e e a store where they can, you know, get the tools and products that they need I think that'll be a key element in their success as well and staying in the business. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, let's go to the, an, another question here. So this comes from a mutual friend of ours, actually, uh, Dr. Brent Brookbush, a uh, very good friend of mine. I know you know Brent. What direction do you see the, what direction do you see heading towards in the future these uh, three different things? personal training, rehabilitation, and education. Yeah, so <clears throat> let me start, start with rehab first, rehabilitation. So right now, you know, as a physical therapist, as is 
Dr. Brent Brookbush, he is, uh, he'll, he'll know this as well. What's happened is recently Medicare and Medicaid have accepted physical therapy to now be billed via telehealth. Um, so the tele, the tele rehab, the digital physical therapy revolution is on us right now. And so it's going to, you're going to see a huge trend for that where, you know, a, a person that has to go to physical therapy for maybe 12 sessions may end up going now for one or two sessions. They'll go get a physical examination mm-hmm. and then they'll get a digital physical therapy plan. And then they'll interface with a, a physical therapist as a, you know, a rehab coach online. And they'll do a lot of their own rehab at home. And you're going to start to see that, you know, there'll be um, a significant trend in that. And we're seeing it now. Uh, so we're, we're working with a couple of very large physical therapy chains. One of them has 1,800 locations. Wow. And they typically see around three, 3 million patients a month. And, you know, they're obviously in their facilities, people can't come in. So they've had to, you know, switch to using the Fusionetics digital platform to be able to do a digital movement assessment um, and monitor people's pain scale, monitor their training loads, monitor their recovery readiness, and then be able to create rehab programs to send at home and then be able to interface with them via, you know, an, an interface like Zoom or, you know, any of those types of video chats. But now with telehealth and a HIPAA compliant environment, they can do that. So that's one big trend in, in rehab. A second big trend in rehab is it's going to move away from patho anatomical care. So patho being bad, anatomical being a structure. So like my knee hurts, instead of the, my knee hurts and I'm treating the knee, we're going to look towards pathokinesiological care, which is patho is bad, kinesiological is movement. So bad movement is causing my left knee to hurt. And so what is that? Is it my right ankle? Is it my left hip? You know, is it, do I have a rotation in my pelvis? Do I have weak core? Is my glute um, shut off, et cetera? And so we're going to look at the kinetic chain as an interdependent unit. And just like we do at NASM OPT and what you learn in the corrective exercise specialist, that approach to movement-based care is absolutely the future and trend uh, of PT. Then that's, that's great. Yeah. As, Yep. And then as it relates to fitness, we kind of already brought that up a little bit. I think there's going to be a, a huge transformation for uh, fitness to go into digital and virtual coaching. But I think other areas, key results areas that personal trainers are really going to have to focus on, again, one would be movement. So really understanding human movement and being able to you know, help address and create injury prevention, return to work, return to workout, return to living, return to play, return to you know, just life because, you know, 80% of adults have some type of pain. Mm-hmm. And if you have pain, it's usually based on poor movement. And if you're going to help somebody get fit, you have to get them to move right first. So, you know, NASM, that's why, but one of the reasons they're so far ahead of the game is that they have a movement-based um, principle-centered performance training system that starts with movement. So I think there'll be a huge trend. I think another one is going to be around um, recovery. So recovery science is a huge trend right now in sports, in the sports world, and that will certainly trickle into fitness, and it's coming in a hard way. And again, it's not just using all the, the tools that exist, like Hyperice, which are fantastic, Normatec, which they now own, you know, things like that. It's, it's how do you use them, right? So how do you know what tools to use, when to use them, how often to use them, what do they do, um, what are the synergistic effects of you know, from muscle compression to muscle vibration, to cryotherapy, to, you know, do other forms, red light therapies, et cetera. 
So we're coming out actually with a class around recovery sciences. So like what's the evidence? What are the tools? What's the system in which to use it? And then how do you educate the consumer? Um, another big trend in fitness will be obviously around nutrition. It's always been a trend, but I think I think personal trainers are going to have to become much more uh, of nutritional coaches, movement coaches, re- rehab, or I mean, I'm sorry, recovery coaches. And then the other next big trend is around, you know, mindset and behavior modification. Yeah. And so it's not just trying to get people to do something they really don't want to do, but also knowing that 40% of people live with some type of stress, anxiety, or depression. And with this pandemic and the financial stress and work stress and home stress that most people are facing, there's going to be a lot of people that not only don't want to work out in the first place or eat better because a lot of them are eating and drinking for, you know, controlling their stress and anxiety, et cetera. I think fitness trainers are going to have to be, you know, much more in tune with that part of the game too. So those would be the big ones, movement, nutrition, recovery, and and mindset or behavior mod modification. The, so that kind of go, I'll go ahead, Carl. Sorry. Oh, and I was just thinking that, um, you know, trainers are humans too, right? And I'm as guilty as some in the emotional eating thing lately. I, you know, not that anyone needs to know, I have my own anxiety issues, which are relatively under control lately, especially, especially since I'm not traveling anymore. But uh, being mindful of this is so important because, you know, gaining five pounds is easy. Losing it is a different thing, especially if it's the wrong kind of pounds, right? Um, so it's, I I love that you said that and I appreciate it very much because it's really looking, uh, I see it as looking at the person as a, a whole unit. You know, they're not just muscles. Uh, we Yes, we want to help them move better, but there's so much that goes into it with what we put in our body and what we're thinking in our minds and how we feel. Yep, absolutely. I think you, you could summarize it into, you know, kind of eat less, move more, think better. And those categories oh, wow. have yeah. to be. That's, that's great, man. I'm the, sorry I'm interrupting, but that's actually an epically relevant statement there. Yes. Yeah. And then we, you know, once we, once we get that right, the eat less, uh, move more, think better, then you can move better, eat better, and think better. And then you can just kind of take it and then you can make it goal specific, right? So you start with the general basics and then you can make it really specific. And that's where I think as personal trainers, it, it's really becoming kind of a lifestyle optimization coach where you're really helping people in all those categories because like there was research, as you mentioned in the beginning of this, I'm on the performance advisory board for Under Armour. Yes. And there was research done looking with Boston Consulting Group, and they were trying to find out who are the biggest influencers to their Map My Run and Map My Fitness um, platform because they have about 200 million users. And one of the biggest things that they found, they thought their influencers were going to be like Steph Curry and The Rock and you know all these other big, huge name athletes and actors that they pay millions of dollars to. And what came out is the most influential the most influential person to move people to fitness was a personal trainer. So there's no, no surprise to anybody listening to this, but it's really powerful for a big brand to, to find, find daily, you know, understand the power of a personal trainer. And yes. so now what they want to do is they're, they're going to build a, a massive uh, fitness network to connect their consumers directly to certified personal trainers. 
and we're obviously going to push that um, and connect the dots. So it's basically creating an Uber model for personal trainers. So as we talked about the digital revolution in fitness, we're going to help to create the pipe to connect consumers to personal trainers, just like Uber did, you know, changing it from a taxi to an Uber to personalize it, digitize it and make it seamless on your own terms. It's amazing. And I might use your statement there as a title for this video of eat less, move more, think better. <laughs> it really does summarize Perfect. everything. I love that. <laughs> love that. <laughs> well, thank you. So let's move forward. We have a couple more questions here, and then I'd like to talk about Fusionetics. So do you see any trends or current trends or hope in the future for moving the medical community to interface with fitness professionals to prescribe exercise, let's say, as part of a patient's treatment plan? Uh, 100%. So we, <clears throat> one of the investors in my company is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota. Mm. And so working with an insurance company, um, we strategically went after them because we're trying to change physical therapy um, for reimbursement, which they now have for digital physical therapy, as we talked about before. We're also trying to create the same trend for athletic training because 53% of youth athletes get hurt every year. And we want to be able to digitally connect families and young athletes with certified athletic trainers for, you know, immediate acute care because we know recovery is much faster and re-injury rates are way less if that happens. Right. And then we're working with a, a group called ShareCare that has uh, 50, around 50 million active users. And they have partnered with Blue Cross Blue Shield in many states, including, you know, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Maryland, um, Ohio, et cetera. And so what, what the trend is there is they have individuals that have everything from type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, stress and anxiety, um, orthopedic issues, et cetera. And we connect, right now they're getting connected with health coaches, which are primarily nurses. But now we're connecting them with orthopedic issues to uh, physical therapy digitally. The next trend that we're working on with ShareCare is to create a fitness network like we are with Under Armour. So how do we take people with type 2 diabetes and get connected to a fitness coach who can help them with movement, training, nutrition, recovery? And so everybody that has, anybody that moves needs to exercise and needs to eat good food and then they need to recover. And that really should be what a, a personal trainer um, does, right? So they can set up an entire, when I, when I say the term fitness, to me, that means exercise, nutrition, your mindset, goal setting, and recovery. So all of those components make up your fitness plan. And then based on your goal, then here's your fitness plan to go with that goal. So if you have type 2 diabetes, you can get off medication if you lose weight and you learn how to exercise and eat right and set appropriate behavior modification-based goals. And then same from that all the way to if you had an ACL and you're done with physical therapy, it's like now how do you get back to work or how do you get back to life or how do you get back to running? That's where personal trainers should come into the game and get connected on platforms like a ShareCare that have, you know, they have uh, insurance payers, employers, hospital systems, and medical providers that are dealing with all of these patients digitally. That's where a personal trainers should be able to be plugged into that game. Oh, yeah. That's actually, that's really exciting. Very exciting. Um, let's, let's move on. Let's go to... Um... Let's see. Actually, I have one more question for you, and then I'd like to talk about fusion, fusionetics. 
Um, the topic of licensure for personal trainers has been out there for a while, a few years or maybe longer. And um, how do you feel about licensure for personal trainers in general? So if, if anybody listening to this remembers, so NASM was one of the first companies to get accreditation. And we were the first company to go online and create you know, online education for certification with accreditation and, and then backing up with many live seminars, et cetera, and with a, you know, multi-component educational system, you know, books and online live instruction, et cetera. And so <clears throat> we push that pretty hard on the licensure piece. The challenge is we have to get the employers on board, meaning, you know, health clubs, et cetera, because health clubs are, if they're not willing to pay more money, and you know follow what it would take to become licensed as a personal trainer you know their their problem and their issue that we would constantly talk into the health club owners about is we just we just need bodies we need you know personal trainers that are just like right now because a lot of times they lose personal trainers you know every three four six months etc and they just can't get enough typically enough personal trainers to satisfy the need and they also don't want to pay what it would be required to have a licensed, you know, professional. So right. I think as we expand into some of these other categories, for example, of being a certified online fitness coach where you can work with the medical community and you can work with platforms like a, like a, um, you know, Under Armour, et cetera. That's where I think you can start getting into that kind of in close licensed area, which is a more higher level personal trainer, higher level fitness professional, and then they should get paid more money because they're going to understand fitness around exercise, nutrition, coaching, recovery, return to life. So they can take somebody who's, you know, been injured and they can help them get back to life. They can take somebody who has, you know, maybe a medical condition, but they still need to exercise and eat better. And so that's where I think the licensed professional can come in. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, that's really interesting. That's great. Actually, there's a, a second part of that question or a second question um, before we talk about Fusionetics. And this is also from uh, James Westfall, a friend of mine in the Midwest. If you could change one thing in the, in the personal training industry, what would it be? Probably the biggest thing, it's, and it was no different than when we started NASM, you know, the, back in 2000, is is really trying to get away from the guru approach in fitness and get get away from kind of the the, the methodology type based training mm -hmm. so a methodology approach is where you have a method to exercise and and it kind of becomes almost like a guru approach like i just do functional training i just do suspension training right it's you know it's all like tools based training versus sure. using an evidence based principle-centered approach. So if you think of the NASM model, when, when we built that, it was specifically built on a pyramid. So the bottom is evidence-based principles. You can't argue them. They're based on anatomy, biomechanics, neurophysiology, et cetera. Right. Then those principles were organized into a system, the OPT system. Mm -hmm. And then that system was specifically created to generate evidence-based solutions. Mm -hmm. And a solution is an entire solution. It's not just one thing. And then the solution 
now has evolved into technology enabled so you can deliver it and scale it digitally. And then you can plug tools into that based on your preference, but you don't start at the top of the pyramid and start with tools. You start with evidence-based principles, a system, deliver solutions, use technology to scale it and make it you know, fun and gamified and social and mobile for your client, and then plug different tools in based on your preference and your client's preference. I love it. I mean, all that just speaks to, um, I mean, how I think um, in general, and I know a lot of us do, we're really just looking to take what we do, um, which is based on all the assessments of the person and their goals and transfer our training or uh, everything we do to help them outside the gym or outside their house or wherever in functional, uh, leading a better, um, let's say functional life. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Tell Absolutely. us about Fusionetics. Fusionetics is, um, in my uh, humble opinion, quite amazing. And I would love it if you would just describe to us what it's about and um, uh, go for it. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm not the best interviewer in the world, Dr. Clark, but uh, I, I get excited. So I you know, start saying weird things. But yeah, tell us about Fusionetics. Yeah, so to tell you about Fusion X, I got to go backwards a little bit. So when, when I created the NASM Optimum Performance Training, training System, um, <clears throat> I, I started as a physical therapist, and I ran a practice that was pretty integrated back in the day where you had orthopedics, PT, athletic training, strength and conditioning, and fitness all in one big box. And back then, that was not very common. And so I ran that with the Green Bay Packers team physician. He was my partner. We had the schools. We had the Packers, we had colleges, et cetera. And so I then decided like, you know, all of these different professions, there's no, no, nobody's integrated. Like, so the athletic trainers doing their silo, the PTs doing their silo, the strength coaches doing a silo, the fitness practitioners doing a silo. It's like, how do, like you have a person that's in the center. Well, how don't, why don't we have a person centered approach that takes all these disciplines and organizes it into one plan, one approach for that person based on their goal. So I decided to go back to uh, school and I went to the University of North Carolina and that's where I studied human movement science. And my focus there was to create the OPT system. Mm -hmm. So I studied strength and conditioning and all the different elements, you know, PT, um, you know, all these different clinical sciences plus the, you know, the hardcore sciences and put together the model. <clears throat> and so the model is exactly what I said to you before. It's an evidence-based approach that's organized into a system that delivers solutions. And now the evolution of that is Fusionetics. So now Fusionetics is the technology that can enable all the science that everybody on this call that has been through the CPT, PES, CES, et cetera, all of that science is now enabled inside of Fusionetics. Okay. So you can do a, a digital movement assessment using your phone. So we have a 2D motion capture tool on your phone. <clears throat> You download a practitioner app. You can do the assessment on somebody in literally in less, you know, 90 seconds or less. And then from that, that movement assessment goes to the cloud. We use artificial intelligence. It looks at three and a half million, 3.5 million data points. And then it gives you a score zero to hundred and breaks it down into green, yellow, red. And it will tell you what's tight, what's weak, etc. And then it interfaces with an interventional algorithm and creates a corrective exercise plan both for you as the fitness professional, there's one for sports medicine that integrates manual therapy. 
And then there's one that goes directly to the consumer to a clinical or a client app on their phone. And then as the practitioner, you can change that program any way you want. But it starts out with the whole methodology of inhibit, lengthen, activate, <clears throat> excuse me, and then functionally reintegrate. Mm -hmm. And then there, <clears throat> there's a performance whiteboard inside of the platform that has OPT type programs already built into it, hundreds of them. And then it has a tool that you can use to build your own mm -hmm. and you can publish those and then you can drive them to your clients, um, their calendar and their platform. So you can digitally connect, co coach and connect with them now. <clears throat> and then there's a recovery and readiness tool for the client. So you can measure training loads. So you make sure that you're appropriately periodizing their program. Um, it measures daily, we call it a readiness score. So it looks at sleep, stress, nutrition, and pain. Because if you're training someone and all of a sudden they say, hey, you know, I have left knee pain and it's a three out of 10, it gives you an indication that they're getting overtrained and they have acute neuromuscular fatigue. So all of those tools have been assembled into one platform. And right now we started Fusionetics um, in primarily in professional and collegiate sports where we have over 1,000 uh, programs right now, or we have over 1,000 pro and college teams right now. Okay. And we have about 250,000 elite athletes on the program. And then, so they use it if you take like the University of Alabama as an example, or the Utah Jazz, you know, we have almost, we have more than 50% of the NBA. So those teams, they basically use it as their athlete performance system. Okay. And they use it for assessments, training and recovery and rehab. And so we go in, we certify the athletic trainers, the PTs, the strength coaches. But now what we've done is we've taken it into the allied health space. So we have a lot of physical therapy and big sports medicine orthopedic hospitals. And they use it for <clears throat> an outreach tool to go test youth and high school athletes to get them on a program. And now it's starting to move directly to the consumer. So that's where we're partnering with brands like ShareCare and Under Armour, where we'll have a consumer-based platform. So we have one that's connected fitness. So it's obviously for somebody with a fitness goal. Then we have connected performance that's for an athlete. And then we have connected health, which is more, I'm sorry, connected movement, which is more for somebody with pain, you know, their, their knee or the back. And then what we do is we call it good, better, best. So we have a digital platform, which is good. That's just direct to the consumer. They go on, they take a questionnaire. They can do that body map at home by themselves and they get a program. And then better is we connect them to a virtual in this case, fitness coaches, which is where we will partner with NASM and get NASM certified professionals to be able to digitally coach these people. And then best is we refer them live to facilities that have the platform and have certified practitioners. And so that's kind of at the end of the day, we started with sports, we went into healthcare, now we're going direct to consumer. And the direct to consumers will have big partners with you know tens of millions of consumers. And we want to connect a consumer with a goal to a fitness professional that has the skill set and the tools to be able to uh, interact with them. Yeah, it's incredible. I, the first time I had seen the Fusionetics, uh, um, let's say, app or a software was a friend of mine, Scott Bale, who's an NASM master trainer in Dallas. Uh, we were somewhere, right, maybe at Optima, I'm not sure. And uh, he gave me a demonstration. And of course, I visited the booth at the Optima conference, and um, 
uh, it might have been Tony Ambler, right, who uh, showed me, but just amazing, amazing product. I love what you've done with that. Yeah, thank you. So if people are interested in that, where can they go? What's, is there a website you can direct them to? Yeah, you can check it out at fusionetics.com. Uh, so it's the word fusion with E-T-I-C-S at the end. So fusion means obviously integration and then edics, short for kinetics. So integrated movement, but the fusionetics.com. And then we have um, Melissa Clem on our team. She can give you a demo, get you set up on it. Uh, it's a great tool for you to use, especially in this time. I started out, Carl, by saying at the beginning, um, typically in a professional team setting, you, you know, you take, like, again, the Pelicans and, or the Jazz or one of those teams, the Bulls, and, you know, they'll do assessments on their players, you know, every day, range of motion, movement yeah. assessments at least, you know, every other day, whatever it might be. But, and then what they do is they get the program, but because they're physically with that client, they typically put the program like up on a TV and then they take the client through, you know, whatever has been prescribed. Mm -hmm. But now because they're not with these athletes, we've literally had, you know, 250 to 300,000 programs per month that have been created and sent to these athletes. So the, the tool is pretty robust and powerful where, you know, if you're a fitness professional right now, you literally can do a virtual assessment, doing a movement assessment on a client, and you can build a corrective exercise program for them. You can build an, an OPT-based program for them, and you can monitor their recovery and readiness remotely, and you can change it and meet like on the fly. Like if, if I'm talking to you and you say, hey, Mike, you, you, the program you sent me yesterday, I did it, and my back's a little stiff, I can change it instantaneously, and it changes on your app instantaneously. No kidding. Fantastic. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put a link to that um, in the description of the site. So fusionetics.com. And, you know, before we started, I didn't tell you I was, I wanted to ask you this question. So I hope you don't mind. I'm sure it'll probably be pretty easy for you. Um, in closing, if you had one piece of advice to give, let's say a takeaway message for whether it be fitness professionals, physical therapists, um, the consumer, what would your takeaway message be? So <clears throat> mine would be a statement that says, you have to be great to become a champion. And great breaks down into grateful, so G-R-E-A-T, grateful, respectful, empathetic, positive attitude, and thoughtful. So you have to be great first to become a champion. And then a champion spelled out is courage, honesty, action, motivation, passion, integrity, optimism, never give up. And grinders are be grinders become champions. And you are you well you have to become you have to be a grinder also to become a champion, which grinders is grit, resolve, intensity, necessary, discipline, execution, results leads to success. And so to me those those things all come together then with a mindset of no fear. And fear spelled out is Focus, execution, alignment, and results. That that's just uh, that's epic. I'm gonna put those on my whiteboard above my desk. I'm gonna write them out. Beautiful. Thank you. They're good reminders for us. Yeah, absolutely. They're good reminders for us. And you know, as fitness professionals, one of the most important things we do is we motivate individuals to change their behavior. Because people don't want to exercise and people want to eat bad food and people 
typically just think negatively, <clears throat> excuse me. And so for, for us as fitness professionals, we have to bring that mindset because that's what changes the behavior of the person we're training. And so once we do that for ourselves, we can bring that then to, you know, a lot of other people and you can make massive changes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. You know, I, I so much appreciate you taking this time because I know you're very busy. Um, thank you very much, Dr. Clark. Thank you for having me and I appreciate it. You need, if you ever want me to come back, let me know. Oh, absolutely. Well, we will do this again at some point. And uh, yeah, if you don't mind, just hang on with me. I'll, I'll say goodbye to everybody. And again, Dr. Clark, thank you so much for your time and your words of wisdom. Um, I really learned a lot and it's gave me so much to think about, about how I'm working, what more I can do. And, you know, I'll, I'll even think of more as I listen to this again. <laughs> so thank you, Dr. Clark. Thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I sure did. Have a fantastic day. <laughs>